everyone, this is Heather Schwartz of the Palace of Academe. Today I have a short video, um, or at least I think it'll be short, let's find out, um, about the topic of screen time. I know this is a big, big topic and everybody sees things a little bit differently or a lot differently. And I just wanted to share how we have been dealing with the issue of screen time in our house and how it's been working for us. Now my kids are six and nine. Um, but this is what we've been doing for years now and it works and um, I'll tell you how I explain it to them and get them kind of um, on the same page so that we can all agree on screen time. Now my kids are huge, huge gamers. They love Minecraft. They love YouTube. They have both made you know, had their own YouTube channels. They uh, play games with my husband on his Xbox quite often. They all like doing that together. So games and movies, TV, YouTube, social kinds of things are a big part of our lives. And for us, that is a decision that we've come to. When my son was first born, I kind of thought, okay, maybe we We'll try not to use any screens, and for us, that wasn't realistic. I didn't feel good about um, trying to restrict my kids on their screens a whole lot when my husband and I were definitely not going to um, not going to be without screens. And so we knew very early on that okay, we're going to have to find a way to incorporate screen time into our lives and not um, not. Uh, like villainize it, not make it into the bad guy or into a bad thing, but just find a way to find a balance that would work for us that we could all be happy with. And as it turned out, of course, like I said, my kids really like their screens, their computers, and and I'm okay with that. We have found a way um, to make it to make it work for us that we think is balanced. So I'll let you know how we do that and what some of the um, the red flags are that we look out for to. Uh, to see when we need to change our balance or when we're out of balance because I think that's really helpful too to know what to look for that something might be off so this is going to work differently in different families I definitely have known families where the children um, can't easily find a balance like any screen time kind of gets them into an unbalanced state and they really need to restrict it quite a lot or some families that don't use it at all and of course there are other families that are even less restrictive than my own and where they use it all the time and that's okay. I really don't think that um, that there's a good way to say for everyone what's the right balance or what isn't because it's just such new technology. Um, we're just beginning to learn like in our generation how to incorporate this into our lives and I just don't think that there's um, a one-size-fits-all answer for that. Maybe when our kids are grown up and they have children, and they're the first generation that's, you know, had this as part of their lives from the time they were born, uh, they might have some insight that we don't have yet. But for now, I think every family has to decide for themselves what they want their life to be like, what they want their, um, their days to be kind of filled with, and uh, what balance works for them. So here's what works for us, and maybe it'll help you as you think about um, what works in your family. Um, so I use, I guess what I call the, uh, the golf balls and sand approach to screen time. That's how I explain it to my children, which is, you know, the, uh, the, I don't know what it's called, the object lesson or whatever illustration where you have a jar and you need to fill it with golf balls and with sand. And if you put the sand in first, the golf balls won't fit because they just sit on top of the, 
of the sand and there's no room for them. But if you put the golf balls in first and then you pour in the sand, everything will fit because the sand will fill up all the, the cracks. So in other words, you put the important things in first and then you put in the things that are good but not so important. And so that is the approach that we take with screen time because as we all know, screens, um, boy, there's just something about, <laughs> you know, the the color, the ability to interact with and to see so many people, so many places in the world, so many new ideas, like that dopamine rush. It's a real thing, right? Like it can take up a lot of your time if you let it for, for people of any age and especially for kids who, you know, even adults don't have a whole lot of self-control necessarily over this sometimes. And so especially that's true for kids. And so uh, what we do is we say, okay, like, what are the other things that we need in our lives? <laughs> what are the other important things? What are our golf balls that we need in there? And for us, it's, it's school time, it's um, family time, it's physical activity, being outdoors. It's um, we take inventory pretty frequently of like, what other interests do each of us have that are not screens? Like my son, he likes to play with Legos. But at times he just won't because he will find other things to do. There's always something to do on his computer or he wants to make videos or whatever it is and, and he just won't play with Legos for a while. Even though when he thinks about it, he thinks, yeah, man, I wish I did that more. <laughs> he says that. And so we think of what those things are and we say, okay, let's fit those into our lives first and make sure that we're doing them. And then the rest of the time, no restrictions on, on screens. That's what we do. And so um, this gives us all a chance to, to, uh, to think about what it is that we each need for us to have in our lives. Um, so if you've been following my, my page or my, um, my program for a while, you know that I actually am an, a parent effectiveness training instructor. And one of the uh, concepts that parent effectiveness training teaches is that the parents and the children both have the right to have their important needs met and the parents can um, the parents should be able to disclose what their needs are in a, in you know in an ownership kind of way I need this in order for me to feel um, like things are going okay for me and so and then you work those things into your lives and so it's the same for our children I'm, I'm not uh, um, you know we don't only think okay what does our kid want and okay that's it we think also okay what do I need for my child and how can we respect that and make that part of our plan so for me, I need my children to be doing school. I need to know that they're developing intellectually, that they're being exposed to certain concepts, that they're growing in that way. That's very important to me. And so I do say like, I need this to happen first. And you know what, when I have that delimited and I say, okay, these are the things that I, I need you to do and here's why I need you to do them. Um, my, my kids accept that very easily, to be honest with you, because they know that um, I'm telling them the truth. This is how I really feel. This is this is my honest opinion um, based on my own experience and based on how it affects, uh, how, you know, how I've been affected by these things, how I expect that they will be in the future. And so they don't have a problem with that. And then they know that once that need of mine has been satisfied, 
that they can go ahead and play as much as they want and satisfy their own need to play and explore Minecraft and um, meet their friends there and do whatever else they need to do. So yeah, so that's that's my approach. And let me just, for clarity, contrast this with some other um, ways that I've seen this done that I think don't get quite the same result. Yeah, so one is that parents sometimes feel that they don't have the right to ask their children to do something, that we need to always support our kids and we don't have the right to expect something of them in far as how they use their time or how they use their attention. Uh, we feel like we just don't have the right to do that. We've gotten that message a lot, um, comes from a lot of places. But the fact is, we are the adults. We are the ones in their lives that are in the role of guiding them using our experience and our knowledge that can see things that they can't see and that know things they don't know. And we do uh, have a responsibility to use that experience that we have and that knowledge that we have in order to guide them when they can't um, take that wider perspective. So I don't accept the fact that, or the idea that like, I don't have a right to to tell my children that they need to do school or that they um, have to limit their screen time when that's what they want to do. Like they just, they don't have the perspective to make that decision. How could they, that's what I'm here for, right? That, that is my responsibility to them is to use my own experience, my own perspective to help them, to help them, you know, make the right choices or, or arrange, um, arrange to get what they need into their lives. So, uh, yeah, that's one thing that I sometimes think goes wrong is that parents are too hesitant to say, no, this is how I think it should be. And so you need to trust me on this and we're going to do this. Um, of course, that can, like, you can be wrong as a parent. <laughs> you can you can ask too much of your child or you can make decisions that aren't really in their best interest based on your fears or anxiety rather than based on your knowledge and the values that you know that they need. So the other So the other way then that it can go uh, wrong in the other direction is to overstep, to expect too much, to demand too much without good evidence or without good reason. Um, and then you you pay for that in terms of losing your child's trust as time goes on. If you, um, if you restrict things based on your fear and anxiety without them seeing actual things that happen when they, uh, when they, let's say, go behind your back and get on screens anyway. And they're like, well, that was actually fun and nothing bad happened. <laughs> and you've been telling them that, like, you know, there's scary people on YouTube or whatever. Um, you know, you you spend your credibility on, on those things. So you can go wrong in either way. You can have not enough confidence in your own knowledge to guide your children appropriately, or you can cling to what you think is your knowledge, but actually it's your, your own biases or your own fears or wherever it might come from. Um, and then it doesn't match the reality that your child sees and they lose trust in you. So you don't want to go wrong in either of those directions. You want to um, let your child, you know, fill up their jar with sand once, once those golf balls are in. <laughs> you want them to have all the fun and all the experiences and you want to help guide them through them. So you want to have that like openness and trust um, and an open communication. Um, but you want to make sure that the important things that you both need are in your lives before. So, okay, that didn't turn out to be a short video <laughs> like I thought it would. But that is my approach to screen time. That's what we do here. And I think that it um, is a way of thinking about things that can help you find some, um, find the right 
balance of screens and non-screens um, in your family as well. So let me know if that helped at all down in the comments. Remember to like and subscribe to this uh, channel, like the video and subscribe to the channel <laughs> to get more videos. And um, yeah, I'll see you next time. Thanks for watching. Bye.